What you need to know about Tennessee football, well, we have it for you today. Another edition of the Checkerboard Chatter right here on the Vol Report and the Tennessee Rivals page. Salutations. Hard to believe it's Friday. It's August 25th. We're eight days away until it's football time in Tennessee. A big old snowman. A big old Jonathan Crompton. Tyler Ivan's going to be with you for the next 30 minutes. You know that thing right there. That's the handle. That's the DMs. What you need to know when you need to know we got you covered right here on the Ball Report. Dude, we are jam-packed today. Got to say off the top like we do each and every week, if you don't have your subscription to the Ball Report, what are you doing? I'm going to just microphone. I'm so fired up right now. What, what, what are we doing? $9.99 a month. And for that, you're getting content from Ryan, from Noah, from everybody across the board. Recruiting, feet in the facility, Game day, both pre and post game, another huge get for the University of Tennessee. I, what are we doing here? If you need to know what's happening with Josh Heupel's program all throughout the 2023 season, both off season and in season, that off season's only got again a little more than a week to go, then you need to subscribe. Find us all the details inside the description of the video that's going to be published today here on the Checkerboard Chatter. You know. If you don't know my story, I was born and raised in East Tennessee. Now, my my career and my family tree has taken me to different parts of the United States throughout my 37 years living on this planet. But for more than 90% of my life, right here in the great state of Tennessee, right here in the great city of Knoxville, and I've had a chance, whether it's been sitting in the stands selling hot dogs at Neyland Stadium or even covering this team day to day like I do now with the daily radio show, Tyler and Will Afternoons, 3 to 7 on the Sports Animal flagship station for Tennessee football. I've had a chance to see a lot of players come and go. I've had an opportunity to see a lot of personnel come and go. And, and I think together we have seen a lot of great coaches come and go. Right now, Tennessee's looking to do something that I think a lot of people are kind of anxiously awaiting to see if, in fact, they can pull off the, well, the encore to what was in an 11-2 and season last year for the University of Tennessee that many people question whether or not Joe Milton has the chance to actually grab the reins and bring this Tennessee team together. Coming up here on the chatter, and we'll say the next 10 minutes, I want to play a snippet from an interview one-on-one I did with VFL quarterback and now Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs, who was just less than 24 hours ago traded from Cleveland to Arizona, shared a story about his time back on campus in February where he connected with Joe Milton. Do you want to know the moment Josh Dobbs knew that Joe Milton had taken over leadership for the University of Tennessee, the role of leader for the University of Tennessee? We'll have that for you. Not only that, is Dante Thornton officially surpassed Squirrel White on the depth chart? And will Dante get the start next Saturday against Virginia and Nashville? But where we get started today, we'll simply put, how's the team looking? Josh Heupel has closed all practices now, even though they sit eight days away before the Virginia showcase. Josh and the coaching staff, they want to get the players in game week. They want to be able to get them prepared. Yes, even eight. Yes, even 10 days out. He wants to get them ready for what a game week is like for some of the new guys. So the final chance for us to view practice, here's how things looked when Josh Heibel took to the podium. Their energy, their consistency of their work habits and competitive nature out on the practice field. Um, you know, I think the camaraderie and connection that they have too. And um, the leadership has been really good, really strong throughout the course of training camp. Uh, I've said it before, but you know, get into the season, it's not going to be perfect for everybody, right? All the goals individually that you set, 
uh, at the end of the day, uh, everybody's got to sacrifice a little bit for uh, for the success of the team. Important that we continue to to have that inside of our locker room and inside of our program. So Josh Eipel there talking about, well, just getting everybody together. I know some people would hear what that quote just said and said, well, that was just pointless audio. What was that? No, it's very important, and here's the reason why. Some people question, you know, it's not game week. Why is it that you're already closing the doors? Do you need extra time to prepare for Virginia? Do, do, do you need to be able to tighten down some bolts or adjust some things on your roster? At this point in time, Josh Heupel, just solely based on the win against Alabama last year, he's never going to have to go into a restaurant and pay for a drink or a meal again. I, I kid, there's still so much that needs to be done during Josh Heupel's tenure here at the University of Tennessee. but. Whatever he needs to do, I wouldn't look too much into it. I know the message board monsters always like to say, well, my sources tell me that just because a guy's picking up pylon cones for 10 years at the University of Tennessee doesn't mean that he knows what's happening when it comes to injuries, pulled hamstrings, or the attitude that's in that locker room. I think this is a Josh Heupel-type team that whatever the routines have to be, whatever you need them to get set, so be it. So be it when it comes to the routines. And and, and honestly, if you kind of look at some of the major storylines that are happening right now, Tennessee, I think that they see themselves set up in a very good position, especially with how the schedule comes together. I'm about to say something I didn't think I'd ever say. But when you look at the beginning of the schedule, Virginia, Austin P, Florida, I don't think Tennessee's schedule could have played out any better to start the season. Look, you know how I feel about where the Kentucky game sits on the schedule this year for the University of Tennessee. Just a just an awful, awful spot for Tennessee. But taking on a team in Virginia who's going through their own kind of hiccups right now, their own kind of reset, you have your FCS opponent. Graham Mertz has now been named the starting quarterback for Florida. Yeah, that Graham Mertz, the one formerly of Wisconsin. That guy can't get into a track meet with Josh Eipel. He can't get into a track meet with Joe Milton. When it comes to the University of Tennessee, whatever they need to work on, whatever injuries they need to fix, whatever they need to build from, my goodness, this is an opportunity that is actually paved in gold. I used to always grow up. Maybe you did too. Maybe we share this in common. I used to grow up and I would sit there and I would pick up that pocket schedule from my bank. I think it was at a first Tennessee. Who knows? They're not sponsor of the show, so I shouldn't even have said that. And I would look there at the pocket schedule, and I'd go, why does Florida always have to open up SEC play? Now this year, I've said it. I'll say it. I'll continue to say it. Said Tennessee's going to be Florida by 21 points down in the swamp this year. Now, okay, you're probably saying, Ty, Ivan's 21 points. It's a little one specific, but why such a beatdown? This sets up as a perfect situation for the University of Tennessee to get the additional two weeks ahead of time against Virginia NP to go ahead and get players healthy and go ahead and get yourself in a position where everybody's ready to go to kick the door open against Florida. You get a nice palate cleanser with UTSA, and oh yeah, receipts get cashed in the final day of September whenever South Carolina comes to Neyland Stadium. What does this all add up to? Okay, I'll tell you. What it all adds up to is simply this. I think there are some people out there who, and I'm one of them, my hand will be raised because I don't want to be called foul for something I did or did not say. Last week, I was very concerned about the health of Cooper Mays. Now, after learning exactly what the procedure was, I've been asked to kind of keep it. Um... I think it's probably best 
that Cooper probably takes the additional time to rest, not snap during the, the fall camp. I think he needs to probably miss the Virginia game. I think this is an Ollie Lane start next Saturday for the University of Tennessee to have him under center. And then I think that you use the Austin P game to try to find out just how great your depth is. I think the focus right now needs to be for the main injury. Can we just say the health of Cooper Mays? Go ahead and pull that up. Let's just call this the, the health of Cooper Mays segment. Thank you. The health of Cooper Mays segment. As long as he's ready for Saturday, September 16th in Gainesville, Florida, golden. Great. Everything's fantastic. Right now, Tennessee doesn't need to have the tighten down the bolts game against Virginia and Austin P. Right now, they don't need to have it's Cooper Mays going to be suited up and rushed out on the football field where an injury could further be a problem for them down the line. Don't let this pro prolong. Don't let this be an issue. All in all, I think that they're in a good spot right now at the University of Tennessee. Competition will make you the best player possible. Heck, competition will make you the best employee possible. I've learned that through my career stops when trying to grow and become a brand in this in this occupation, in this career choice of mine that at times I actually questioned. Competition is making things absolutely fierce in the wide receiver room for Kelsey Pope. You already know Brew McCoy and likely Ramel Keaton were going to be taking the two outside spots. But what does that slot look like? What does that slot look like when it comes down to a showdown of Squirrel White versus Dante Thornton? Look, we know the speed of Squirrel. His yards after contact are absolutely just monster when you see what he does when he gets his hands on the football. And, oh, yeah, speaking of monsters, how about a guy who allegedly is running faster than the Miami Dolphins' Tyree Kill is in the National Football League? That's Dante Thornton. You know about his size. You know about his speed. He's an action figure. When you take him out of the box, he's ready to play with just like it's Christmas morning. When talking about how the room has built itself over the last couple of weeks, Josh Heupel talked about the numbers and how well competition has kind of built the strength that is Kelsey Pope's wife. You guys have a bunch of time in our offense. Played really well. Um, done a great job being in sync with the quarterback. Uh, Dante Thornton's continued to really grow. Love what he's done. Uh, the two younger guys inside of our our building, uh, Chaz and and Caleb, man, they've taken great strides. Uh, you know, all off season, but you know, this training camp, they were a different player than they were in spring ball too, in a in a positive way. So, love uh, love what those guys are doing. That's on the offense side of the ball. It's also on special teams. So, it seems that Dante Thornton. If there is a position to be had, and if by chance the nagging injuries have slowed Squirrel during fall camp this year, it seems by chance that they could be very, very soon getting some of the answers that they need to the slot position at wide receiver. Look, you know about the size and strength that Brew McCoy brings to the table. We often talk about the hand size and the massive grab he had to set up uh, Chase McGrath's game-winning field goal just last year in the victory against Alabama. We know about Ramel Keaton's separation speed, the athleticism and agility that he shows each time he touches the football. That was the catch he made heading into the locker room against Florida last year in Knoxville. And really with Squirrel White and Dante Thornton, is it not kind of the who's who? Is it kind of not who can actually be the person who steps up and be the next big threat for the University of Tennessee? Nobody has ever questioned that they're both going to play, okay? This is Squirrel and Dante. Nobody would ever question that. They both have big playability. 
They both at times can absolutely be the piece that you need to move the ball down the field. And if, in fact, you see that Joe Milton this year has taken the extra step, has taken the extra growth to be able to get them the football, they're going to end up being top plays waiting for them on SportsCenter each and every Saturday night when you flip over on the television. Here's a genuine question, and, and I, and I want to know in the comments section below. Does it matter who wins the slot right out of the gate in the Virginia game? I mean, I just moments ago talked about how it doesn't matter really until you get into conference play. Cooper Mays let him sit out. Cooper Mays let him get rested before that first game against Florida in SEC play on the 16th. So, so if in fact next Saturday when the depth charts and look, they've given us an unofficial depth chart. I've got it somewhere around here. But the point is, does it really matter who goes, who takes snap number one for the University of Tennessee? I know when it comes to, for for box score purposes. You know, what if Tennessee has a massive day against Virginia and Nashville? You know, maybe years down the line, we go through back to our search engines, search engines, and we're clicking around saying, "Oh, that's right, Squirrel did start that September two day back in 2023 in a Virginia blowout victory for the Volunteers." You know, but but outside of that, it doesn't matter. Snap one through snap four, and, and look, I think when we continue to get the more and more of these questions. Well, who's leading who here? Is this position filled yet? What does it look like here? I think that this is just a lot of Tennessee fans who are chomping at the bit to get football. Are you not? <laughs> look, I'll even admit it. it. Look, Every day we create content on our show locally here in Knoxville on Rocky Top. And, we, and I create content here on the Checkerboard Chatter. That's what I do. That content creation at times, though, I sit back and go, Man, I'm just sick and tired of talking about position A through G. Let's just go out there and play football. I, I mean, look, even if you are the diehard of diehard Tennessee fans out there, you're just ready for September 2nd, right? I, you got to be. I mean, I I joke on the air. I, I'll even joke here with you. I think that next Friday, September the 1st, might be the most excused absence or used vacation day of the entire calendar year. Some people would say, well, no, no, it's probably a long Christmas break. No, you get the Labor Day Monday, you get the weekend. There's a big thing happening here in Knoxville as well. That's annual now these days. I uh, I think you're going to see a lot of people calling out of work or <coughs> I just don't know Friday if I can be able to. Exactly. So whatever it may be, it's a ter essentially turned into a holiday, the Labor Day weekend and opening things up in Knoxville, Tennessee with that quick drive down to Nashville. So starting positions. Why does it matter? Starting positions, not that big of a deal, especially whenever you know your first two games, how we started today's checkerboard chatter and how we are here at the midway point. It just doesn't matter. For Virginia, yeah, sure, they've got a lot they're going to work on, and that's going to be a lot of film they're going to have to use for ACC play. For Austin P, they don't care. You're just cut them the check already and have them go sit back to the mid-state. All in all, for the University of Tennessee, it doesn't matter if the media is pushed out early. It doesn't matter if they want to get into game week 10 to 12 days in advance. It doesn't matter whoever the starting quarterback is or who the starting running backs are. All this matters is this. If your wide receiver room knows that they're going to get fed, they're going to continue to work, bust their rear ends. If your offensive line knows that there's going to be a return for Cooper Mays in the near future, Ollie Lane's going to go out there and show that they're the best depth possible. For once in a very long time, in the 37 years that I've been alive, I've looked at the start of a schedule in the first three, four, heck, maybe even five weeks and went, 
could this really suit up any better for the University of Tennessee? The answer is no. It, the answer is no. It, it's tragic what happened to, to, to Virginia last year. I, I Still how they're able to get things put together, Tony Elliott, and to get this team ready to go for their first football game since tragically losing their teammates in cold-blooded murder. I still don't know how they're going to do it. Austin P. Enough said. Florida? Florida right now, who with every decision that he makes on the sideline, Billy Napier has to decide whether or not it's going to be the end-up juxtaposition that's going to end up changing his trajectory of being fired or getting a pay raise. That guy is right now teetering with nothing but just saws and bad news waiting for him below. There's a chance he could be blown out after two short years in Gainesville, Florida. Billy Napier, by the way, great coach. Florida's going to mess that up, and he's going to go somewhere else and be excellent. And then you have UTSA. Maybe I should be giving them a little bit more credit. I know they're a group of five team. I'm not buying into the hype. I don't care who Frank Harris is under center. And then South Carolina. And then there's South Carolina. More to come on them in future episodes. But just think right there, five games right before the open date. You're talking about a chance to be 5-0 and oh and possibly ranked in the top five or seven going into the open date and then the massive game. Massive with a capital M, Texas A&M coming to Neyland Stadium. You get what I'm saying? Think, when was the last time you grabbed a schedule in Tennessee heading into an open date? It was this piece together, and it looked this, this beautiful for the University of Tennessee. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Checkerboard Chatter, Friday edition, eight days out before the Volunteers open up in Nashville against the University of Virginia. My name is Tyler Ivins. It's good to see you as always, whether you're listening, whether you're watching. A viewer or a listener, we can't say thank you enough. And I speak for everybody at the Checkerboard Chatter, as well as the Ball Report when I say $9.99. What do you spend daily on that coffee at the big box store? Now would be a great time for you to check out what we have available for you, not only inside what's happening there on the message boards, but what we have detailed-wise. I know that Ryan and Noah put together great productions on here as well on our YouTube channel, and, of course, so many of you who are reaching out on the DMs with your comments. You know what? Even I had a gentleman who last week, I should have put up his, uh, his DM. I'll probably do it next week. A former program director out west in California, and uh, he was critiquing me on deliveries. So if you're watching, former UT alum, thank you. I love criticism, and I love working on the little things. I'm being serious. Randy, if you're watching, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I had a chance to catch up with Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, who it's hard to believe that I, I almost called him Cleveland Browns, Josh Dobbs. Two different stops there with the dog pound. And now he's heading for the NFC West. Little known fact about Josh that perhaps maybe some people forget about the BFL. Do you remember when Butch was recruiting him out of Alpharetta? He was heading to Arizona State. Oh, yeah. He was going to go to Tempe. And then last second, Butch swoops in. He grabs, plucks Josh Dobbs out of Georgia. And all Dobbs does is join a list of players that include Nick Fitzgerald, Tem Tebow, and others. For quarterbacks in the last 30 years to rush and to throw for 30 career touchdowns, Dobbs could do it all when he was here in Knoxville. And Dobbs continues to still do it all, even with his time spent away from the football program after his graduation from the University of Tennessee. 
I should also put on his resume, if we looked on the back, what is it that Josh dubs really well? Well, he's good when it comes to space and NASA and all the fantastic things that he's done growing his career and what will come after his NFL career. But Josh Dobbs should also have the accolade as great storyteller put on the back of his resume or back of his football card as well. Each and every Monday here locally, we get a chance to go one-on-one with Josh. And when we got past the Cleveland Browns and what we were going to learn to be soon now his Arizona Cardinals tenure, he told one of the most interesting stories that I think I've heard in my career covering football on many different levels and covering football in many different conferences here in college football. Josh talked about a time that he returned to campus February of this past year. Instead of me setting it up, I just want you to listen. So you can really say it's story time with Josh Dobbs, okay? Josh, earlier this week, when I asked him, was there a particular moment that you knew Joe Milton, it was clicking for him between the years, and he was officially becoming the leader of the University of Tennessee? VFL Josh Dobbs and when it happened. Went back, got a chance to go back and throw with the guys in the complex um, during this offseason. And just the way that he had a control of the guys. You know, I, I hit him up. Um, I was on campus. I hit him up uh, Friday morning, right, in the middle of February. Right. I just say, yo, like, I'm in town. Um, we'll love to get together, like, work out with you guys. But I leave tonight. Like, I'm headed back to Nashville tonight. So can you guys throw? And this is February 20th Friday night on a college campus where you don't have spring practice you don't have anything he's like yeah let me text the guys and I pull up at the complex and he has the entire receiving core out there freshmen that just showed up to campus all the other quarterbacks Nico was there um um all the other quarterbacks were there and we were throwing you know at 9 30 p.m in the complex on a Friday night and I think you know like stories like that show one like how much um, he's become the leader of, of the team and of the offense, but also, too, just how much the team gravitates around to him, around him. Josh Dobbs earlier this week with us on WNML. Reset that. It's February. It's Friday night. You don't have camp. You could be in your dorm. Maybe you're studying for an exam. Maybe you're playing PlayStation, Xbox, whatever the gaming systems are these days, okay? You could be on the strip. You could be at your favorite bar, maybe having a beverage, maybe having a bite to eat. Maybe you're hanging out with your friends, your girlfriend, whatever it may be. And a quarterback who's on campus just visiting, a quarterback who wants to check in on you, hits you up via text, and within minutes – Not only do you have the entire quarterback room, which includes the five-star prospect that everybody is put in the same category of recruitment as Peyton Manning, but you have new blood freshmen that are there out of their dorms, out of their living quarters, there at the practice facility, and you have the wide receivers. And Josh Dobbs, who was who was just remember he was going back to Nashville because remember he he was still signed at the time with the Tennessee Titans and they were still going through all the offseason. Josh throws with Joe, Joe, who can reach out to the different receivers and quarterbacks, get them all there and wants them to be great. And it was that moment. Look, there are many times where we get home. Oh God, it happens to me all the time. You know, I'm, I'm up every morning at 8 a.m. 
by the time I get off the air at 7 p.m. later that night, by the time I get home, by the time I've wrapped up things at work, whenever it comes to pre and post production, the things that we do to bring our afternoon show, I can be exhausted. And the last thing I want to do is to be able to go home and, and hang permanent press, to hang polos, to, to, to do the things that I have to do to be able to kind of keep my day to day together, to kind of keep things moving. So it's cold in East Tennessee on a February night. It's Friday, nonetheless. We still have it built inside of our clocks that when Friday comes, when that, you know, how do you view your days? To me, I'm a Monday through Sunday guy. So whenever that fifth day of the week hits, it's okay. There's a little bit of a respite. So, you know, definitely during not football season, there's a little bit of a, okay, let's, let's chill out a bit. When you're Joe Milton and you know you've earned this third opportunity, Michigan, Tennessee, and now you get to do Tennessee again. You have to take advantage of these opportunities. You have to you, you have to be able to grab them and grab them and grab it by the throat and get every ounce of opportunity out of it. And it seems that his teammates, Joe Milton's teammates on the Tennessee football team, they're seeing the same thing as well. So if you get a chance to take this rag and wring a little bit of water out of it, wring a little bit of knowledge out of a, by the way, Josh, who's Dobbs, who's in his seventh now professional year in the National Football League. I think you can learn a little something for somebody who's got staying power, like Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, let me remind you, I don't think I have to remind Titans fans, unfortunately. He was playing in the Week 18 winner-take-all AFC South showdown in Jacksonville just weeks prior to that happening. Josh, who now has a chance to compete with Colt McCoy for the backup. Well, he'll be the starter in Arizona if he wins before Kyler Murray returns. Joe Milton took this opportunity not only to grow, not only to learn from a VFL, but he also had an opportunity to get his teammates around him as well so they could learn from an NFL player, from an NFL prospect. Just as you heard Dobbs in that portion of the interview with me, I echo again. His teammates are respecting him there at the facility at the University of Tennessee. Joe Milton is taking every opportunity he can to learn from this opportunity and excel at this opportunity. And anytime you get a signature or a sign-off from somebody like a VFL, like Josh Dobbs, you take that opportunity and hopefully you run with it. We'll see. Are things clicking for Joe Milton? Are things clicking for the University of Tennessee? Hard to believe we're only eight days away. Single digits. We're eight days away until Tennessee and Virginia get together. Where? That's down the road three hours west at Nissan Stadium, home of the Tennessee Titans. Is that all? Did we get you caught up? Look, it's going to be a whole lot of just board the doors up over the next couple of days. It really is. Josh Heupel's not going to let you see too much. If you want to see kind of what they've been brewing, what they've been growing, what they've been cooking, you're going to have to wait until September the 2nd. But what we do know is this. Everybody from VFLs who have a chance to see the practice and who have been inside the facility, they see the greatness that's happening right now and another year under Josh Heupel. Locally, the media... The different outlets and publications, they see the, the greatness that is the University of Tennessee and where things are growing right now for this program. And look nationally. 
I don't know about you, but anytime we have a chance to connect with some of the best national riders and they join us on the flagship station, they're starting to drink the Kool-Aid as well. They see nine and three. They're seeing 10 and two. Some are seeing 11 and one. The question is going to be, can Tennessee, can they climb that mountain and finally knock Georgia off with the dogs coming to Neyland Stadium this year as the two-time defending national champions? It's all on the table. It's kind of like the chores as a kid. Manners are set. Let's just set everything down. And let's get to cooking. Let's get to eating. My name is Tyler Ivins. In closing, what are you going to do? Right answer, you're going to grab that monthly subscription to the Vol Report. Head to the Rivals page now from the message boards to the insight. Those stories, they come with blood, sweat, and tears from the entire staff. You could have known early about the recruiting process of yet again another five-star that Tennessee has reeled in. And look at where they've been since July 1. Yeah, last seven weeks has been a monster movement up the recruiting charts for the University of Tennessee. And of course, access to the checkerboard chatter and so many other content and pieces that we have for you here at the Tennessee Rivals page. All right, you know where it's at. Tyler, Tyler Ivan's here. If you need to get the DMs, you know how to click on the DMs. Yes, mailbag's coming up throughout the season. Yes, the latest on the depth chart whenever injuries improve. Yes, breaking news. Yes, recruiting news. Yes, it all. Right here. Where do you find it? Weekly. Tyler Ivins in the checkerboard chatter found right here on your Tennessee Rivals page on the Vol Report.